This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. I know it's been quite a while since Tony and I were on again. Um, schedules have been pretty pretty busy for both of us uh, of late. So uh, I thought I'd record something because it's just been, it feels like we haven't been out on for very long, or been on quite a long time ago. And I just wanted to get something out there to uh, let you know that we're still here. <laughs> we haven't stopped the show. It hasn't ended. Uh, we've just been very busy trying to get everything together. So I had two topics I really wanted to talk about, and, and there's, there's many, 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 many things uh, that Tony and I could talk about together, but uh, I, this is more just things that have been bothering me of late, uh, and I really wanted to talk about them. So the first one is Spotify versus Joe Rogan, uh, and if you don't listen to Joe Rogan, I, I don't listen to Joe Rogan. I, I don't find him entertaining. I find him... Uh, a little bit of a crackpot at times, and that's probably a rude way to put it, but I just don't, I, I don't get my uh, entertainment from Joe Rogan, and his shows, you think sometimes our shows go long, his are three hours plus sometimes, and they're just long. Um, he's into the marijuana culture, and and bodybuilding, and, and UFC, and it's it just, it's not necessarily my interest uh, area. So, I don't tend to listen to him, I've seen him on TV, when he's on Fear Factory, when he's on news radio. I don't think he's that funny as a comedian. I, so I, he's just not my guy. He got pilloried by the media uh, when he took ivermectin to get over COVID because it was junk science. And it was all these people basically said, you know, you can't do this. It's not right. Um, you're, you're giving people false information, misinformation. Um, and it, it kind of died down, but it didn't really go away. Uh, and if you know anything about the the media, they don't let things go. If you're on their bad side, they will attack you continuously until they get rid of you. Uh, cancel culture has a name, has that name for a reason. They want to cancel you. They want to get you off the air because you're putting out something they don't like or don't agree with. Now, in fairness to Joe Rogan, he pointed out, you know, cloth masks were considered decent at one point and now they're not. And, uh, you know, different things about COVID that were accepted as fact were later proven to be maybe not so much fact as uh, projection or uh, hope. Um, you know, that wearing the mask originally, once once we were told you could wear, should wear masks, uh, was basically to protect the other people, not to protect yourselves, which seems a little counterintuitive. And Tony, I talked about that many times. Uh, but the cloth mask is just a wet piece of cloth around your face. I, I'm not really sure what it does. Um, knowing the, the size of the the uh, molecule that we're talking about, did the cloth mask do anything? I'm not even sure how much the paper masks are still doing with Omicron, but uh, I'll let smarter people than I discuss that. Uh, but I just feel like everything. If you if you go against the establishment, even if the establishment's wrong, even if they know they're wrong. Um, you know, Anthony Fauci said, don't wear masks because you don't need them because he was trying to protect the supply of masks for healthcare workers. Okay. So don't feel shocked when people don't believe you, when you say something, when you don't tell them the truth straight up, when you lie to them and then change your mind, you know, in 180 degrees and say, Oh no, now, now you should wear a mask. Cause it's different now. 
I think the whole thing with Joe Rogan is um, Spotify paid a lot of money and there's reports this week that maybe it was $200 million, not $100 million. Whatever the number is, they bought Joe Rogan's podcast, um, all his prior episodes and everything here. And that's basically why they brought him on because he has, I think it's 11 million listeners um, per episode, approximately. That's a lot of people listening to one episode, um, especially a podcast where he doesn't really have to it's not a lot of overhead to, to generate that. So he has talked to a lot of no- people that maybe they're considered fringe. Um, but I would say the fringe on both ends, you know, he, he gets everything in between Alex Jones. We've talked about Alex Jones in the past. That's a lot of something. Um, you don't have to agree with it, but it's still, still to listen. I, I got more of the libertarian bent. And I think Tony probably does as well. You, you don't, what, what I hear recently, truth doesn't need to coerce. The truth is the truth. If you have to coerce somebody with your statement, it may not be the truth. Uh, that doesn't mean exclusively, but often if you have to coerce me into believing what you want me to believe, it may not necessarily be the truth. It may be your propaganda that you're trying to get across to me. So I think that's the important part to remember when we're talking about Spotify, Joe Rogan. Um, I think it was hilarious that Neil Young wanted his music off Spotify. Um, because you can have Neil Young or Joe Rogan. Uh, what wasn't reported a lot was that Neil Young sold his catalog. He didn't actually own the music he wanted Spotify to remove, and, and some of the other artists, same issue. So telling a company, you need to take my music off because it's my music, and I don't agree with what somebody else on your platform is saying, so therefore you need to take my stuff but you don't own this stuff. It's like going to the house you used to own 20 years ago and saying, I don't like what you did with the, the shrubbery, so I need you to change that. But you don't own it. But I don't like it, so you need to change it. We get caught up in this whole maneuver of uh, what somebody says is more important because of you, you agree with their statement. So if you agree with Neil Young, yeah, yeah, get Joe Rogan off. It's not censorship if Spotify takes him off. Not, not in the, it's not a First Amendment right. It is censorship. It's not a First Amendment violation. It is a First Amendment violation if the government, in the form of Jen Psaki, tells them to take Joe Rogan off Spotify. And the United States Congress advocating for that. That's First Amendment violation. Now, I'm a big believer in the fact that you put out whatever you want and I'll listen to it, and I'll agree or disagree. Now, that doesn't mean there's not hateful stuff out there, and there need to be warnings if it's if it's age-appropriate, maybe say that. But I don't believe that we grow as a society by simply eliminating things we don't want to hear. You know, I don't have to agree with everything that's said, but I think you have the right to say it. Now, I don't have to listen to it either. There's, no, there's nothing constitutionally guaranteed that I have to listen to what you say, even if you say it, you have the right to say it. I have the right to not listen to it if I don't want to. And you have no recourse if I don't want to listen to it, if I want to change the channel. Now, if you put it in front of my child and it's not age appropriate, then I have a problem. And I will tell you that that's not right. And you, you cannot put it there. But if somebody wants to put up a YouTube video of the vilest thing you can think of, you know, topic, not language necessarily, not, not sexual or stuff like that, but if it's just like, I don't agree with you. I think the aliens are, are probing humans every other day. I'm not going to agree with you, but if you want to make a video and post it and YouTube is willing to put it up, that's fine. 
Uh, I don't think every platform has the obligation to post whatever you or, or host whatever you want. I mean, they're a private company. They can do what they want with it. If they choose not to do it, that's fine. That's, that's their privilege. It's when it gets into the political that it becomes, okay, we're only allowed to hear one side. We're only allowed to hear one side of any topic because if we hear both sides, you might realize that maybe my side isn't the right one and now you've got an, a, a different opinion and therefore uh, maybe I won't get the control I wanted over you. That's what it comes down to in my opinion. Uh, the, it's the control by our betters, as Tony would say. Our betters tell us what's what we should know and what we should not know and what we should think and how we should think. I'm not a big believer in that. I think you should think for yourself. I think you should look at primary sources. I think you should review anything we say uh, and go back and look at it on your own and come to maybe a different conclusion, maybe the same conclusion. But I think you definitely are, are my job. And and I won't speak for Tony. My job here on this podcast is to spark conversation. It's to get you thinking critically about what is out there in in the society we live in and good or bad, is it something that you agree with? Is it something you would like to change? And if you'd like to change it, how do you change it? If you don't want to change it and you like it, that's fine too. I, I see a lot of things and I'm, I'm more critical. Um, and Tony would probably laugh at that, but I'm more critical about what I see because I see the inherent problems in what we deal with um, on a daily basis. And that, and I think the Spotify versus Joe Rogan, because replace Spotify and Joe Rogan with any other two diametrically uh, different uh, groups. And is it better? If somebody said, I don't think Whoopi Goldberg should be on TV. Well, I don't, I don't own a TV channel. I don't own a TV station. I, I don't make that decision. Uh, she made some anti-Semitic re- remarks that they were not appropriate, but I don't own the station. And, if I, and I don't watch The View. So was I harmed? Eh, not really. Um, I, I don't think she should be saying those things. I don't think she's right. But at the end of the day, it's not my TV station. If advertisers say, I'm going to still advertise on The View, then I guess The View stays on. If they want Whoopi on there, then Whoopi stays on. Uh, I don't particularly find, I've never found Whoopi Goldberg funny. Uh, I've never found her entertaining. So it doesn't matter that she makes any statements because I don't listen to her. Uh, and you have that choice. If you don't want to listen to Joe Rogan, and I don't, then don't listen to Joe Rogan. Don't don't get a Spotify subscription. But when when you you tell people I cannot have this on your platform because it contradicts what I believe, is that really what we want? Is that the society we want to live in, where you can't have somebody with a difference of opinion? We talked about at the beginning of the show. Agree to disagree. Well, Tony and I don't t- tend to disagree too much, uh, but we do disagree. And that's okay. We're allowed to disagree. I have my opinion. You have his opinion on certain things. And it's fine. But it doesn't make it okay to take away that difference of opinion if you're having a discussion. Now, I'm not talking about a shouting match or a racist epitaph. I'm talking about having a difference of opinion based on your sincerely held beliefs, which may or may not be right. And sometimes they are just beliefs. They aren't scientifically based or rigorously tested. They're beliefs. And sometimes those beliefs are wrong, um, and and you have to come to that to your your own conclusion. I've never found that screaming at somebody, a la Jerry Springer show, changes somebody's opinion. If they think they're right, you screaming at them is not going to change their mind. They're going to be more convinced that they were right and you were wrong. So, uh, calling somebody 
mean things and being rude and crude doesn't make them agree with you. And I think that's what we see in politics a lot today. It's, hey, if I'm, if I'm louder than the other guy, then, then you'll listen to me. Now, maybe that's entertaining to some people, whether it's Fox News or CNN or MSNBC. I don't watch that. I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see somebody screaming at somebody else or, da- or denigrating them. Even if I don't like the person that's being denigrated, I don't want to, I don't want to watch that. Some people do. I, I do not. Uh, I can't speak for Tony, but I don't think it's entertaining. I think it's just annoying. And I just, I'll turn to channel. I don't want to see it. You know, um, that, that's just mine. So replace Spotify and Joe Rogan with any other two parties and tell me if it make, if it's better then, you know, even if you don't like Joe Rogan, tell me if it's better to have that other party voting against him. Do you want the U S government telling you what you can know? Truly. I mean, think about that. That's, that's China. That's the uh, Soviet union. Maybe it's Russia. Is that what you want? It's not what I want. I want to be able to have those discussions and have those opinions and share them and have a, a, a salons of old where you could talk about different thoughts and you weren't condemned for having that thought. Uh, you were just allowed to have the thought. So the next thing I want to talk about um, is the Brian Flores lawsuit. And if you're not familiar with Brian Flores, he, he was an NFL head coach, um, moderately successful with the Dolphins as a head coach. Uh, he, was, he is a black man who was let go at the end of this past season. And he believes it was racially motivated. Uh, and he filed a lawsuit against the dolphins and the Texans and the giants. Uh, I'm not sure if he's had anybody else. Um, basically because he, I was racially uh, removed and I, I had a good enough record. I should have still been retained. Um, all these things that, and, and, you know, the Rooney rule. So if you're not familiar with the Rooney rule, it came from the Rooney's, the Pittsburgh Steelers Rooney's who said, you have to, interview a uh, minority candidate for any head coaching or general manager role. Uh, I think it was started with one. I think it's two. Now you have to interview. And Brian Flores felt like he was uh, a token uh, interview for the giants because he got a text from Bill uh, Belichick, the New England Patriots head coach who he had worked for congratulating him for getting the job with the giants. And he hadn't actually interviewed yet. He was interviewing the next day. Well, they ended up with a uh, gentleman from the bills, Brian Dabold, who Dabble, uh, who was uh, going to give the job. So they already determined before Brian Flores even interviewed that they were giving it to somebody else. And this other guy happened to be white. Uh, so the, the, the crux is, you know, he believes he was, he was let go and he wasn't hired because he's black and he recognizes he may never get another job in the NFL. And that's probably true. Uh, I can't imagine too many coach or too many ownership are going to say, Oh, let's bring this in. This is, this is what we're looking for trouble and uh, trouble in the sense that, do you want to get sued? Do you want to get in a position where you can get sued? Probably not. So let's break that down for a second. So he claims that um, the owner of the Dolphins, Mr. Ross, uh, was going to give him $100,000 to lose so that they could draft higher in the, the upcoming NFL drafts. And he didn't. So he's going to be paid $100,000. He claims there was a... a free agent quarterback that he wasn't allowed to talk to, but Mr. Ross kind of made arrangements for to be available for him to talk to. And he backed out and said, I'm not doing this and walked away. Hugh Jackson, the former Raiders uh, and Browns coach said that in, when he was in Cleveland, he was incentivized also to lose games. So they get higher draft picks. Now 
he was he must have been very well incentivized because they lost a lot of games. He said, I, I've got proof. And then it came out a couple of days later. Well, it'll come out at the right time. So to me, that that's code for I don't have proof. I just said something because maybe somebody said something to me. Um, did you get paid to lose? I don't know. D- did Brian Flores was was he actually gonna get paid to lose? Uh, if that's the case, that's the bigger thing to me. So the Rooney rule, I think, is we're seeing the the failings of the Rooney rule right up in front. Now, the Rooneys are huge Democratic supporters. Um, Dan Rooney was the ambassador to Ireland under Barack Obama before he passed. Not Barack Obama, but Dan Rooney. So he's a huge Democratic supporter. That being said, this is paying lip service to this process. Uh, it's affirmative action writ large in the NFL. Now I believe if you are a good coach, I don't think there's any, there's any owner that says, I don't want to win. Now maybe there are, and that's possible. I mean, some of the teams that get fielded, maybe that's what they're thinking. But if regardless of your skin color, I want to win, then I would think it wouldn't matter what your skin color is. They would want to win. Now, there's, there's an incestuous nature to the NFL. They tend to keep going back to the well numerous times for coaches that are marginal uh, at best. Um, Lovey Smith just got hired by the Texans. Lovey Smith, uh, you can say he did a decent job with, with the Bears. Okay, maybe. Uh, he, he was horrible with uh, University of Illinois. Um, He's now with the Texans as the head coach, and he's a black man as well. I think his record was 89 and 89 or something like that. It was, it was not phenomenal, but you have people say, oh, you should rehire him because he's got 89 wins, but he's also got 89 losses. I, I'm not sure what satisfies quality. Um, and oftentimes, Tony and I go back and forth about Mike Tomlin, who also a black man who's coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers. My dislike of Mike Tomlin is not his skin color. My dislike of Mike Tomlin is his inability to clock manage, his inability to prepare his teams uh, physically and mentally for a game, and the game planning that is put on the field is often substandard at best. Uh, he's won a lot of regular season games, but as somebody m- mentioned to me recently, up until Sunday, the Bengals had won more playoff games this year than the Steelers had won in the last 10 years. Now, to be fair, the Bengals hadn't won a playoff game for 31 years till this year, so it's not a great comparison, but the Bengals won three playoff games this year, which is one more than the Steelers have won in the last decade. Is, is that a failing as a coach? I don't think it's a birthright to say I should be in the Super Bowl, but shouldn't you win if you're an elite program? And not, not everybody's an elite program, and, and I don't know that the Steelers are, but if you are, is that not something you should expect to win more than two two playoff games in 10 years and be considered an excellent hall of fame coach. I believe it is. I believe you should be, you should have a higher standard. So winning all these regular season games, look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers wins a lot of regular season games. His playoff record is not that great. He's won one Super Bowl. He's been to one Super Bowl and he's won one Super Bowl. His playoff record is not awesome. Um, He's been in some NFC title games, but he hasn't won them. He went out early this year. The whole point of this is I don't know that skin color is the is the thing holding you back. If it was 50 years ago, I'd say that's certainly possible. And we're often pointed to the player demographic is predominantly African-American. Okay, 
I'm, I'm not sure why that means that the uh, the coaching demographic must also be predominantly African-American. I'm not sure where that connects because uh, the United States is predominantly white, and yet we're told you have to have more of everything else. So it, the logic seems to break down when you start to add it to uh, look at other things. So I think if you're the best qualified candidate and you have a plan that the coach or the ownership believes in, then by all means, you should get a shot. Why has Eric Bieniemy not gotten a head coaching job? I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm not in those interviews. It, he seems to have done a decent job as an offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, but he's not getting a job. And maybe it's some of the other things in his background. I know there was some talk of some uh, domestic abuse allegations, but Andy Reid speaks highly of him. His players seem to like him and love him. I don't know. Is there something he's not doing in the interview that doesn't make sense? Does he want more control than they're willing to give? Does he come off as arrogant? Does he come off as um, Jim Harbaugh going to the Vikings for an interview thinking it's it's preconceived that he's going to be the next Vikings coach and then he walks out when they don't offer him the job and says, oh, I guess I'll stay at Michigan. I don't know. We're, We're making outside judgments on what happens in those interviews that take hours, hours and hours, sometimes days to complete. And you're assuming that because you've seen them on TV on a sideline that, well, the, the, it must be racism. That's why they're not hiring them. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that's always the case. I think it's an easy excuse. I don't think it's always the case. But the Rooney rule, it, it set up tokenism immediately. You got to interview two. Well, what if you don't? Well, then there's a penalty for not doing so. But once you've interviewed two, you don't have to hire them. You just have to interview them. Well, don't you think, a, I would think an ownership would say, I want to get the best person to win. I want to win a Super Bowl. That's why we play the game. Now, not every owner has that same process. They want to, maybe they don't want to overspend and they're never going to win a Super Bowl because they don't want to overspend, but they just want to make enough that they can keep the fans coming back and they're still hungry and still want to keep getting concessions and everything else. I don't know. But it does seem odd to say I would choose an inferior product because the inferior product is white and the superior product is black. So therefore, I would choose the white product because why? I, I don't, I don't work that I, it, to me. It, it's all about your merit. It's a meritocracy as Tony and I've talked about in other things in life. So head coach in the NFL is a meritocracy to me. Can you manage? We've had some great coordinators who just aren't head coaches. Lots of them. They're very good at the coordination job. They are not good at running the show. So just to say, because you did that, you can do this. Mm. Really? It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily translate. I mean, it's, it's better to have been a really good coordinator and then run the show than to say, uh, yeah, I played once and therefore, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Best players don't tend to be the best coaches. Not always, but a lot of the time they, they drive themselves. Michael Jordan would not be a good coach. Uh, I don't know if Peyton Manning would be a good coach. I don't think Tom Brady would be a good coach too much my way only. And then suddenly somebody else can't do what you did or doesn't do it the way you did it. And you just don't adapt. So you tend to find that the best coaches were not the best players in whatever sport. It doesn't matter the sport. Larry bird probably made a bit of an exception there, but he didn't last very long as a coach. So maybe that was part of it as well. No, I, I bring this up not because of the racial aspect from Brian Flores. I bring this up for the tanking aspect because this is a bigger deal for the NFL than the racial aspect. That racial aspect's never going away. There's always going to be that animosity between the groups, the labor and the management, and, and they'll have to deal with that. 
But if, if the public can't trust that what they're seeing on the field is legitimate, it removes all betting elements, which the NFL is banking on. It removes desire to watch a game if you suspect that it's not on the up and up. If you see a play prior to this and said, oh, boy, that looks like the guy didn't even try. And then you think maybe he didn't. Maybe he was incentivized not to try. You know, maybe he pulled his arm back for that catch because he remembered I get paid more not to catch the ball. When that starts to creep into your sport, it's a slippery slope and you go down pretty quickly. So I think it's important that you understand what this lawsuit is saying. And now Hugh Jackson coming back and saying, it'll come out the right time. He doesn't have anything. If he had something, it would have come out by now. He was trying to glom onto this and trying to get some attention. Hey, look at me. I'm still exist over here. I'm a horrible coach, but here I am. Please, please hire me. I'm, I'm a horrible coach, but please hire me. He's not a good coach. And if you watched hard knocks with the Cincinnati Bengals, or I'm sorry, the Cleveland Browns, you see how bad of a coach he actually is. He's not a good coach. Uh, I don't do with skin color. He's just not a good head coach. Uh, Brian Flores, for all intents and purposes, seemed like he was a decent guy, but he seemed like he's having an issue with uh, his quarterback. Maybe that's it. You, you get rid of the coach, you get rid of the quarterback. It's easier to get rid of the coach than his quarterback, but who knows? I think the, the tanking issue is the bigger bigger portion of this right now. And I think if that's the case, the NFL has a big problem on their hands because they have to seriously investigate it. And the investigation has to show that this didn't happen because if it shows it didn't happen or it did happen, you've got some major issues uh, going forward. And I don't know what you're going to do with that, but you definitely have to crack down hard because if the public doesn't believe your sport is legit, then it's professional wrestling. It's been predetermined prior to the cameras rolling who's going to win and how. That's not what you want because professional wrestling isn't wrestling. It's performance. It's athletic, but it's not real. And if football is determined to not be real, I mean, legit, boy, that, that causes some serious, serious problems for the NFL. Uh, they will have to deal with the racial component, and that's not going away. But the, the tanking is, is a big portion of what we're talking about. So those are the two things I wanted to get off my chest. Uh, maybe you agree. Maybe you disagree. If you disagree, please let us know. If you agree, let us know. Uh, Tony and I should be back together soon. I hope. Uh, but right now I don't know when that's going to be because he's extremely busy. I'm extremely busy and we're trying to get coordinate two very busy schedules, um, uh, and, and make it, uh, work for both of us. And right now that's been hard to coordinate. So we will be back together at some point. I just can't tell you when, but, uh, in the meantime, if I feel something urging me to talk about the t- topic, then I will do that, uh, without Tony, but you know, I like it when it's together because, we can bounce off each other. I think it's, it's a better show, but I wanted to get something out uh, just to let you know we're still here. All right. So thank you for joining us. I'm Chad and I'll talk to you next time. This has been a Hannah Tree production.